Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Author of 19 novels at this stage, a consistent presence on the Irish bestseller list. Author Roisin Meany is the queen of a feel-good tale and her latest book is exactly that. I guarantee you're going to lose hours escaping through the pages of this new book. It's called The Book Club and it's set in the small seaside town of Fairweather and a stranger, Tom McLeisett, arrives in the town to escape his high-flying life in London and his ex-fiancée. He doesn't expect to be welcomed into this community which is still reeling after a tragic accident but he's soon invited to a monthly book club and as the months pass with the book club gatherings secrets are shared hurts begin to heal I'm delighted to have the wonderful Roisin Meany on the line with me now how are we doing Roisin? Hi Sinead, I'm doing great thanks and I'm delighted to be on the show again thank you so much Oh it's great to have you back now first of all I have to ask you please tell me there's a sequel to this book coming because I'm not ready to leave the town (laughs) of Fairweather and the gorgeous characters behind me Oh, Sinead, thank you. I love to hear that from a reader. It means that I really did enjoy the book. Um, and I, I might go back. I can't commit yet because okay. every time I finish a book, I always feel I'll go back at some stage. But in, in reality, I've only gone back once to at the same location. Um, but I have gone back three times to it. <laughs> that yes. sounds like a total contradiction. But I kept going. I kept finding myself needing to go back to that particular location, which was uh, the island I called Rune, but which was yes. based on Valencia. Um, and but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule out revisiting any of the other books because, yeah, I always want to know what happens to them after <laughs> as well, you know. <laughs> well, this one particularly, I feel like this one just was left sort of, I don't want to spoil things, but it was just sort of left nicely, just nicely, you know. There yeah. could be potential there. There definitely could. Um, now, yeah. like I said in the opening, you were the queen of a feel-good read. Even when the story <laughs> is kind of framed with a tragedy or a death, you're still leaving the reader with that warm, fuzzy feeling afterwards. Are you aiming for that Roisin? Because we've all had a hard year and a half now at this stage. Oh, yeah, I absolutely was aiming for that with the book club because, yeah, like you say, Sinead, um, I just felt that I, more than anyone else, needed um, something good to focus on. Um, And I figured that anyone who picked up a book wanted there to be some kind of good stuff going on in it. Having said that, the book club has lots of high emotion in Mm. it from the bad to the good. So I I decided I would start in a a fairly, fairly dark 
placed really where every one of the characters is struggling with something um, and, and Tom the stranger you mentioned is particularly troubled by what has recently happened to him and he comes to Fairweather looking to escape more than anything else he's not even wanting to be part of the community in fact he'd love them all to leave him alone just to lick his wounds in peace and to maybe find healing in some way but on his own he's thinking but it doesn't work out like that because all the other people in there they see something in him maybe that, that they think they can help with mm. or maybe they see something that he can help with them um, and for whatever reason anyway he finds himself drawn to this group of readers um, and he goes back to reading himself after having abandoned it for a good few years um, yeah so I, I decided I'd, I'd have a very steady arc going from dark too good in this book, more obvious maybe than in some of the other books that are a bit up and down in terms of, yeah. you know, kind of going from good to bad. This one started dark and I was determined that it would end up with, with lots of happiness. Yes, it really does. And, you know, as you mentioned there, and it's great the way parts of Tom's uh, reasons, let's just say, are revealed. That's really well put together. I was like, <gasps> You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a shocker at times. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, but tell me, where did the inspiration then for the book club come from? Well, you know, um, I was asking myself that same question because I figured you'd ask me that. But um, I, I have to honestly say I'm not too sure where this one came from. Um, all I can repeat is that I knew I wanted to do something kind of with lots of happy in it. Um, but but to do that, I needed to start with lots of other stuff so that I have something to work with and something to kind of pull away from. So um, I, I don't honestly know where Tom came from. I, I've never really had experience or, or even have heard of somebody with that kind of experience. Um, the other characters, like like a lot of my, my characters in previous books, they have been drawn partly from people I know myself, partly from things I've heard yeah. um, or overheard maybe. You know, um, a lot of things just seem to come together to make to make characters and to make the story. So, no, I can't pinpoint one you can't thing pinpoint. Really. Well, and, and no. you know, as you mentioned there, Beth, uh, who's one of the central characters in this as well. Listen, I wasn't fond of her initially now, uh, but she <laughs> <No>. does She <laughs> does change quite a bit in the book. She's very harsh altogether. But you tell us that she's a teacher and I guessed that she was a teacher, kind of old school style, very stern, yes. no messing yes. now in her class. Now, I imagine this was not you in your previous life, of life as a teacher <laughs> at all. Oh. But you may have come across a bet, have you, in your time? Yes. Yeah. I would have, I would have. And and even more so after I left teaching because, oh, I was a total pushover as a teacher. My, my pupils walked <laughs> all over me and, you know, I was I was happy for them to do so as long as I managed to kind of shove a bit of learning into them at the same time. <laughs> but but since I left teaching, like, I've got into going to, into schools to visit and to talk to kids about being a writer and the writing life and, and just to encourage their own reading and that and their own writing. But um, I, so I would have been in my share of class uh, staff rooms mm. and it's very, it's very easy sometimes to pick out the teachers that you know. Oh God, yeah. I don't think I'd like to be in her class or his <laughs> class. Um, it's often her because you know primary schools are, are mostly peopled with female teachers, um, or the ones I've been into at any rate. But um, yeah, yeah, there are there are still ones like that going around, you know. And maybe they're very good teachers, but you just don't don't dare kind of misbehave in their classes. Oh, you don't, you don't misbehave in bed. No. Olive, I adored, I adored Olive. I just want to be Olive's best friend. Tell me about Olive and uh, do you know somebody that's like Olive? 
Oh, yeah, I know lots of olives, really. Yeah, there are lots of them around. I can pick one friend in particular who's a real olive. But the funny thing is about olives, my mother didn't like her at all. And I said, yeah, and this was when she was still reading the book. And I said, well, hang on now, hang on now. She might grow on you. And she didn't. She still felt (laughs) olive was, she said, she's an awful busybody, isn't she? Trying to organise everyone. She just didn't take to her at all. (laughs) And I was surprised because I I thought olive in particular would be a favourite with readers. But my mother has her own notions. (laughs) (laughs) Funny enough, I, I have no doubt that you probably hold on to stuff that your mother says about the book uh, as opposed yes. to everybody else and the glowing praise. The mother didn't like this character and that's what's going to stay with you. I know, I know. <laughs> and in the same way that when she read my first book, I might have said this to you before, she was convinced that the central character was me and yeah. she was convinced also that the mother in it was her. <gasps> now, I, I, I'd say the central character was probably a lot of me, yeah. all right, but I couldn't see where she was getting the mother because to me, the mother wasn't a bit like her. It's funny. It's funny the way people will read into characters that you, you don't intend them to read at all. Another time, one of my brothers thought he was uh, one of the male characters in it who wasn't really a very savoury character at all. And yeah. I was amazed that he thought he was him. And to this day, I'd say he still thinks he is. I couldn't convince him that he wasn't based on him. <laughs> and actually, I read this recently. This is the Daisy Picker that we're talking about. And yeah. uh, I adored this one as well. Now, that's a oh, one that you could definitely revisit and see how she's getting on. But, you know, yeah. I love that an awful lot of your books, including this one, have cats in it. You will find a cat in a lot of them. And I know you're a cat lover yourself. Now, were you yeah. allowed to have a cat as a pet when you were a child? Or where does this love of cats come from? Oh, we always had cats, um, not in the house though, but we always had cats growing up in the garden. They were always garden cats because my mother has a phobia about mice. She has a real, real big phobia about mice. She can't even look on, if there's something on telly and it it shows a mouse, she has to turn away. <laughs> she cannot look at them even on the screen. So we always had cats, but they were never allowed in. No, we snuck them in when she was yeah. gone shopping or whatever. Um, so I always loved them and, and most of my siblings did. Interestingly, I have one sister, well, I only have one, sister. My sister can't abide cats to this day. So when she comes visiting to my house, I have to put the cats in another room. She literally can't be in the room with them. And (laughs) if if, if any of them dared to go near her, she would kind of dart away. She's she's a bit afraid of them, I suppose. Um, And I know other people who are like that too. But actually, I think I've cats in all my books. Are they in all of them? I think so, maybe yes. because I've I've made a point of putting them in. Now, they might feature very slightly in a yeah. book, um, so you might not notice them, but they're always there. That's I've made that kind of my trademark. Well, that and writing about food, because I love that too. Oh my God, so can we talk about element. that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, because there's so much food in all of your books, particularly yeah. this one as well. You had to work in some some cookery lessons, let's just say, oh, in did. this one. And you describe it so well. So I did, <laughs> I have this down here about being a foodie. You obviously love the grub as well. I do love the grub. I'm not that good a cook, actually. I like to bake, but dinners, I'm not great at the old dinners. I have to follow a recipe, like, to the book. And if I, if I don't, it'll go horribly wrong. And even sometimes when I do, it still goes horribly wrong. And it doesn't look remotely like it looks in the book. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I love to bake and I love to write about food as well. Yeah, I yeah. do. And oh, I love to eat. <laughs> and, and actually, uh, the, I had a message that came in early from Mary Carroll in Dundalk, big fan of yours. And she says, oh, great. if this one is as good as the restaurant, it's 
going to be brilliant. That's another book oh. if you want to get lost in just uh, luscious descriptions of food. That's the one for you, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I went to town in the restaurant, yeah. <laughs> you really did. But 19, well, thanks, Mary. 19 novels at this stage. How you keep up coming with these uh, great stories, I don't know. But uh, when are we going to see a movie deal, Roshan? This is what I want to know. Oh, and uh, This one is definitely could be a movie, I think. Well, I hope you're right because I've given up hoping for the movie deal. You know, I, I, in my early days, in my innocent days, I thought, oh God, surely somebody will snap up one of the books now. And it's just never happened. Nobody has shown the slightest interest. So I've kind of, I've kind of shelved that now. So it'd be a lovely surprise if somebody came along to say they'd like to. Uh, although, having said that, I'd be petrified that yeah. they'd ruin it on me well, and that they'd the put thing. wrong people into the roles. I'd want to do the casting <laughs> and I'd want them all to be Irish. Yeah. So mind your Hillary Swank, Tended to be an Irish woman. Sorry, no. <laughs> but, but no, they'd have to be Irish. And also, I'd love them to be unknowns. So yeah. that the, the, the watcher, the viewer, would come with no preconceptions about this character. They would be seeing them all for the first time. That would be my dream in a, in a movie of one of the books. But that probably won't happen. Even no, listen, if someone comes along and says they want to make a movie, they're not going to agree to me doing all that. <laughs> well, look, watch this space. You never know. The book club, yeah. the movie, I predict it. Uh, but, oh. <laughs> but look, after 19 books written, I'd say you still get a buzz when you see the book in the shops. Or do you have a little smirk when you see people with the book reading it? Oh God, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I, I've been sitting on trains sometimes and I've seen people reading books and I have to say it to them. You know, I, even if, I mean, I, I, I'd hope that they're enjoying it, but I'm running the risk. I know that, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're kind of ploughing through and saying one more page and then I give up. <laughs> but I still have to go and say, actually, I'm the author because I just get such a kick out of that. <laughs> and usually they're delighted <laughs> or they pretend to be anyway. <laughs> uh, no, they, definitely, there's no one pretending, absolutely not. Oh, but uh, yeah. can you tell me anything about what you might be working working on? Are you taking a break yeah, or are you sure. working on anything? No. no, I'm working on the next book, actually. I've just taken a break to take the phone call. So I'm... Um I've tentatively called it, oh God, should I tell you? Yeah, I will because I don't think my editor will go for it. I've tentatively called it George and Alice. Um, I've said that name to the editor. Um, she's kind of hummed and hawed a bit. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we'll have that fight in future. It might turn out to be, <laughs> I, I might win it. But um, it's, it's, it centres around two characters called George and Alice um, who don't know one another at the start of the story. And, and my idea is that they will kind of come up against one another um, peripherally and sometimes without reason realizing that that they are actually um you know that they're in the same ambush say mm. as the other character it's hard to explain i i'm trying to I, the main the, the theme of this book is how we nearly meet people um oh, and and how uh, you know a minute or two can make a total difference as to whether we bump into this person or not and how but at the same time how we kind of eventually meet the person who's meant for us Brilliant. Um, so it's a kind of it's a kind of a romantic notion like that. A so serendipity type see. thing. Yes, yeah, I love it. Exactly. A serendipity type thing. Um so I'm going to see I haven't got an actual plot for this one, but I just got that idea running through it and I'm about um I'm c- coming up to 20,000 words now, so maybe nearly a quarter of the way through. Wow. So I'm enjoying working out how I can get them to nearly meet or sometimes to meet but not realizing who they've met. 
um, and they they know that each other exists because there is something that uh, has their their uh, each other's existence on yeah. their radar. Without I can't really say what that is. <laughs> I know, yeah. But, um, yeah, but but they've never met, and it's intriguing um, working out how to do it. I'm enjoying the challenge of this one. So we'll oh, see. fantastic! <laughs> well, watch yeah. this space, Roisin. It yeah. takes true talent to have a reader laugh out loud, gasp in shock, and genuinely feel warm and fuzzy over the course of reading a book. And it's another gem to your growing collection, uh, the book club. It's been a real pleasure chatting as always with you. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Sinead. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks Thanks a million. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.